Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends. Welcome to today's episode of Everyday Truth. I do not have a coffee mug today, but I do have a new bag of, ready for this, Tim Hortons coffee. One of you gave that to me, and it's escaping me right now who did, but I'm going to tell you something. Tim Hortons is the best. So take that for what it's worth, but it is true. Especially, listen, especially if you can get to a Tim Hortons and just order it there. There's just something about getting it there. Uh, so if you are anywhere near a Tim Hortons today, would you please just go through the drive through get a large coffee with cream, just in my memory, if you would. That would that would help me. Then take a picture and send it to me, and I'll get a vicarious thrill from your drinking that coffee. But uh, I'll just I'll just kind of. A stumble through with what I have for today. Hey, we are in Revelation chapter number 13. So um, let me find my place and I'll let you find yours. Revelation 13. Uh, yeah, this is a very uh, interesting passage and, and it brings uh, a lot of, old, uh, of the Old Testament prophecy into play. That's one of the great things about the Word of God is how harmonistic the Word of God is. You say, well, Kurt, what do you mean by harmonistic? That is that all the Bible fits with all the Bible. So, you know, the Bible was written over 2,500 years, a span of, you have uh, dozens of authors uh, of the Word of God from, from all kinds of different places and spaces, and yet the harmony of the, the tongue and groove fit of the Word of God is such a testimony to its authenticity, fulfilled prophecy, all of it. It's just a, a wonder. Uh, the, the Word of God is a wonder in and of itself. And this chapter, we'll see a little bit of that. So Revelation chapter 13, let me read a couple of verses to get us uh, kicked off. Verse number one, the Bible says, and I stood upon the sand of the sea. So John, obviously the writer, he is exiled on the island of Patmos from chapter four until now. He has been just talking about this vision that he has seen uh, and describing it. God has allowed him to write down almost everything he has seen. There's been a couple times when God said, don't write that down. People don't need to know that. But look at verse, excuse me, verse number one again where John says, I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. So sometimes in the Bible, when a people group is detailed as being from the sea, that's opposed to uh, the, 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 the land of Israel. So this would refer to a Gentile, uh, would be the, the teaching of some. I happen to subscribe to that. I wouldn't be dogmatic about it, but I do believe that's what this, this means. But be that as it may, it might just mean that, that the creature come out of the sea, that, that 
he's from the, the sea in the Bible, refers to the Mediterranean Sea in almost every instance in, in Bible literature, because that's where the Bible lands were, the Mediterranean Sea. So could this mean that the beast is from the, the area of the Mediterranean? That's where the ancient Roman kingdom was. It surrounded the Mediterranean Sea, basically. Uh, could it mean that this is a Gentile ruler? Could it mean both? Uh, perhaps. Well, the Bible says that I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, upon his heads the name of blasphemy. So, wow, what a grotesque kind of weird creature this is, this beast. Seven heads, ten horns, crowns on the ten horns, and upon the heads name, name the name of blasphemy. So what do we know so far? Well, we know that uh, horns in the Bible symbolize power. And we, we find that specifically in the book of Daniel. And I think to understand Revelation chapter 13, you really want to have a good understanding of the prophecies of the book of Daniel. And I would refer you back to our Daniel study that we did right here on this podcast. It might be good for you to just take a moment, if you can, if it's in your schedule, to go back and find uh, the teaching on Daniel chapter 7, for instance, and a couple of the other prophecies in Daniel. It'll help you kind of compare Scripture with Scripture. But if you don't have time for that, understand that in Daniel chapter 7, uh, the Bible refers to uh, this, this creature, uh, this kingdom, this beast, as being what we would call the revived Roman Empire. So remember Daniel, I'm tongue-tied today, remember Daniel prophesied a couple times to King Nebuchadnezzar that the, 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 the God had a program for this world and there would be a succession of world powers. And he talked about, for instance, Babylon as being... Uh, in one case, like remember the statue that, that Nebuchadnezzar saw and the, the, the gold head was Babylon and the trunk of that, of that statue of that man uh, was Medo-Persia and then the, the legs uh, were Greece and then the, the, the feet were Rome and the ten toes, the revived, revived Roman Empire. So And, and then uh, in Daniel chapter 7, he describes the kingdoms in terms of animals. So the uh, Babylon was a lion, and then Medo-Persia was a bear, and then uh, Greece was a leopard, and then he talks about this beast in Daniel chapter 7 that has the seven heads, the ten horns here in Revelation chapter 12. So clearly to me, the, the beast represents the, the ruler and the kingdom that he rules, uh, the revived Roman Empire that will be the world-dominating power during this season, that during this tribulation time. And the Bible talks about its heads. So if you'll go to Revelation chapter 17, and we're going to get there, but Revelation chapter 17, it talks about those seven heads and how they appear to arise in succession, like one after the other. But whether they all coexist 
as one coalition or whether this is a succession of, uh, of kingdoms or rulers within the scope of that tribulation time, it really doesn't make a difference because it's Antichrist that will be our focus. And it's the devil who is empowering and puppet mastering uh, the Antichrist that we're going to see uh, here in this chapter and following. So seven heads, 10 horns. Horn is a symbol of power. Well, the Bible talks about the Antichrist as being a little horn in Daniel chapter seven, and that he actually takes over three of the, the horns. So perhaps Antichrist is one of the seven heads, uh, but in power, he has taken three and made them into a coalition. So it's like there are other nations in the world. There are other heads, if you will, but the, it's the Antichrist that holds world power. And a good example of that would be like, okay, for instance, in World War II, uh, you had Hitler who was taking over the world. Now, did he leave other rulers in place where, when he had taken over some of these other nations? Yes. I mean, they were figureheads, but it was clear that, that Hitler was the one that was ruling. So even if there are, are other partners, hey, Hitler's the one in control. And the point here is that the end of the world, it won't be one nation that rules the world during the tribulation. It won't be like, okay, there's one nation that we call the entire the one country that like speaks one language. No, but there will be one dominating world leader who will hold sway over even lesser leaders. So seven heads, but really one of those heads being dominant, having taken the, the three horns and having the greater power. So that that's the point I think the Bible's bringing out. If you compare Daniel chapter seven with Revelation chapter number 12. So look at verse, uh, and let me point out lastly in verse number one, they have the name of blasphemy. So the world power under Antichrist, the revived Roman Empire that will be satanically uh, satanically controlled will be blasphemous against God. They will wave their fist against God. They will uh, be in solidarity with the devil who is now on earth permanently, right? Having been cast down from heaven, last chapter. Look at verse number two. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. Huh. Well, we've, we've talked about this already. A leopard. Now, a leopard in Daniel 7 referred to the Grecian kingdom. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. So a bear in Daniel chapter 7 referred to the, the Medo-Persian empire. Then the Bible says, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Well, a lion in Daniel chapter 7 referred to the Babylonian empire. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. So whoever this world leader is, and there are a number of different names for him, you know, the, the, the Antichrist, that's First John, uh, the, the, the little horn. Uh, so he, here, the beast. So, and there are others that, that are escaping me right now, but the Antichrist, the Bible says he is empowered by the devil himself. Remember, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. The devil, at least temporarily, controls the kingdom, uh, kingdoms of, the, of this world, 
Remember when the devil showed the kingdoms of the world to Jesus in Jesus' earthly ministry and said, all these will I give you if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, no, but the Antichrist will say yes. That's why he is the Antichrist, the other than Christ. So Jesus said, no, Antichrist says, yes, I am willing to sell my soul to the devil. I am willing to be empowered by him. I am willing to taste uh, the power and all that goes along with just selling my soul out to the devil. So that's what's happening here. And what's interesting is his kingdom, this seven heads and 10 horns, the crown, the authority, his kingdom is symbolized as being as great as all the worldly kingdoms before it. So the revived Roman Empire will have the power and the strength and the scope uh, and the authority of all the other kingdoms combined, right? So it's described as the leopard and the bear and the lion. So what a great world power this will be empowered by and loyal to the devil, blasphemous against God. Look at verse number uh, three. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death. So looking at this conglomerate beast representing the revived Roman Empire, the kings of that empire, the power of that empire, the nations of that empire, he saw one head and it was was wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. So it seems as if The one head, probably Antichrist, at least in my view, has a deathly something. Some something happens to him that looks as if he's he's dead. Uh, Maybe he maybe there's an attempted assassination, or maybe it's uh, some kind of a colossal accident, and the world looks and sees its world leader like, oh, we've lost him, and we mourn him, and yet he will come back to life. Now, is this an actual resurrection? Perhaps not. Uh, Maybe it's, he's at the point of death, wounded to death. There's some argument about that. The point is this, the world is going to view him as being all but dead. And we've lost our leader. We've lost our focus. We've lost our future. And then he will be brought to life. And that will be like, whoa, that's going to cause the world to say, he tr- this truly is the leader. This truly is a supernatural entity. This truly is the one to whom we should give all of our allegiance. And we'll talk about why that happens and when that happens and the significance of that happening. We'll talk about all of that next episode because we're out of time for today. So we've covered a lot. In just a few short verses, Revelation 13, verses 1 through 3, we'll jump into verse 4 tomorrow, or next episode, I should say. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.